Combo Nation. We're here, man. We are here on a holiday. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy this episode of Combo's Court. Combo Nation, what up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 319 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. While you're enjoying your turkey, your stuffing, your mac and cheese, rate and review the show as you get that done. Would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, leave a five-star rating, a friendly comment, and punch down on the follow button for the Apple Podcast app. We here at Combo's Court would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to share this episode. Share with a friend. Share it on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Share it on your IG stories and tag me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Today's show, Leo Biaz of Cowbell Kingdom joins in to talk about the Kings coaching change, the LeBron-Isaiah Stewart situation. We also talk about Cade's and Jalen Green's early season play. You can find Leo on Instagram at cowbell underscore kingdom. That's C-O-W-B-E-L-L underscore K-I-N-G-D-O-M. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Combos Court, man. How you feeling? How are things out west? Wow. Um, not good. <laughs> Last night, the Kings got embarrassed by a second-string Philadelphia 76ers squad uh, led by Tyrese Maxey, who is a hell of a player. But, yeah, you know, he shouldn't be beating you if he has no Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, uh seth curry they're like, missing somebody else too right lot. they're missing somebody else yeah, too. Like, that guy like that guy they're ben. missing a lot of <laughs> they're missing they're missing a lot of players man so it was unfortunate it was alvin gentry's first game as an interim head coach and it just wasn't a good look for the team they looked methodical they looked lazy uh buddy healed and davion mitchell were the few bright spots in that first quarter, which that's the only quarter they won, I, I I believe. And just that fourth quarter, man, they just collapsed. And same old, same old Kings. It's, and it's unfortunate. The Kings, man. Oh, where do it's we the start? the Kings, okay? The Kings? All right. Where do we? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's start with this. Let's take it back. Let's take it back, Leo. Because um, <laughs> I really want to hear your perspective on this because nobody's tapped into the Kings quite like you are, you know what I mean? So what would you make of the Luke Walton era in Sacramento? Disappointing. If we go by wins and losses, he had, I guess, the best percentage, but he had the best percentage out of a lot of bad records. (laughs) So uh, that's not saying much to me. And again, he was well, well below 500. Vladi Divas brought Luke Walton in. To, to take them to the next level is what uh quote what he was said uh when they fired Dave Yeager uh you know prayers out to Dave Yeager and his family right now who is going through a lot with the neck and um spine cancer yeah. so hopefully he gets better but 
you know, Dave has been the best head coach they've had in the last 10 plus years for sure. And they had some going good with him. 39 wins. They got there almost to the playoffs. They fire him, you know, and you don't get to the next level with Luke Walton, which is unfortunate. Luke, I'll say this. He is a good basketball coach, but he's not a basketball head coach. And there is a big distinction there because there are a lot of good coaches in the league. Obviously, he has the NBA bloodlines and all, but you don't know whether or not you're a good head coach until you become a head coach, right? It's just one of those things. But I would say Luke Walton is not that dude. Uh, He's a very good assistant, as is Alvin Gentry and a lot of fans. And I've been saying this for a long time. Nothing much is going to change. Tristan Thompson called Alvin Gentry an offensive guru yesterday, which was surprising to me. But – I don't I don't get it because Luke Walton is a type of head coach that is very receptive to his assistant coaches. Well, he takes in a lot of those things. And Alvin was running the offense. Uh, He's the offensive coordinator. So I'm still kind of confused on what's going to change because <laughs> it's the exact same team with the exact same staff. I, I don't get it, man. I mean, with this roster that they have, what do you think the absolute ceiling would be for them, even if they had the greatest head coach in the world? 43 wins. Yeah. So you think somebody can make that happen? If the, like, is there a coach yeah, that you I, have I in mind? Is there a coach you have in mind? And also, I mean, I, Alvin Gentry, could he just become the permanent head coach of the team? No, he's not going to become permanent. Alvin Gentry is, as I said, he's a good assistant coach. He's not a head coach material type coach. The only guy that I can see that right now is Mike D'Antoni, uh, who I love, but I don't think he's coming, and I, I don't think this ownership, this uh, they don't want to spend the money because now they got to pay Luke Walton his remaining five and five this year and next year. Yeah, D'Antoni's interesting. There's no doubt that Fox's stats will get better if D'Antoni comes. That and that's what I'm looking at in terms of having a track record of having a guy like Steve Nash and James Harden, who they were very good before uh, Mike, but they became MVPs under Mike. Now I'm not saying De'Aaron would become MVP, but he has the, the, the potential and the upside and the talent to become an MVP. Uh, if it was there up there mentally for a guy like Fox, like athletically he's so gifted, fastest player in the league. It's just, I can't pinpoint what it is, bro. Like he needs, he needs a guy like Rafa Door, honestly, to to help him with the shooting. But um, sometimes it lo- sometimes pin- it looks pretty good though his jump shot at times. No, it, it it looks great, and I talk to Rob about this all the time. Like his mechanics are really good. It's just, I, is it? It's just it, it's up here, right? Like at some point, it's just I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I mean. Is there a Ben Simmons trade that makes sense for the Kings and the Sixers? Yeah, the the Kings, and I've been saying this, like take your blinders off if you're a Kings fan. And I hope hope this makes it crystal clear that you have to give up talent to get talent. Tyrese Halliburton, not just because he had zero points last night, but the Sixers wanted him because the Kings have been proposing Buddy 
Marvin Bagley and multiple picks. Like, I don't know if it's two or three, but that's been on the table. And I think they've been reluctant to give up a guy like Tyrese or Davion Mitchell. And the honest truth is you have to give them up because one, you have no leverage (laughs) as an organization. You're an awful organization, first and foremost. Two, you got to pay to play. So if the asking price is Tyrese, make that happen. Because Tyrese, as of today, is not the right partner or the right duo next to De'Aaron Fox. One, because Tyrese, as good as he was last year, he's a very passive pass-first point guard. And De'Aaron Fox, for what we've seen, is not a good shooting type of guard yet. Like, he doesn't know how to shoot yet. So that's not a good combination. Um, And if that's the case, I'd rather bring in a guy that's an all-NBA defender, right? A great rebounding, which that's where the Kings need help in. I think they're 26 to 29, somewhere in there in defensive rating. Uh, Same with with rebounding. So you bring in a guy that whose strengths are your weaknesses, that makes sense. So if you have to give Tyrese, Buddy, Marvin and three first make the deal happen. You have to make that deal happen. That's what I think will happen. Um, I hope so because I wouldn't want to see a Fox or Simmons type deal because then you got Tyrese and Simmons who are both extremely passive. That wouldn't be a good duel for me. In my opinion, I think that'd be a disaster. Yeah. And I'm not comparing Joel and Rashawn Holmes at all as players. Uh, Joel is an MVP level player, but I would say like Rashawn isn't the type of guy to park himself in the lane. So there'll be more space for Ben to operate. I think it's a nice fit with everybody. Uh, as you said, you know, you have a score in Fox and then you have Ben Simmons, which to me, he's still a top 25 player. I don't care anybody. So I know people are prisoners. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, he like, was all, he, he was all, he was all NBA. Like how long? Not too long. Thank ago. you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. But a lot of people say, no, nah, there's no way he's, he passed up a layup. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's go with that. But if you have a chance to get a Ben Simmons type talent and you have to give up a guy like Tyrese, I don't care anybody. And again, for, for the Sixers, you get a top three sniper and buddy healed, which makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if you saw that clip last night where, I think he was saying, like, he, he like, put his shirt over. He's like, come get me, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that was what he said. That's what a lot of people, and uh, I know Buddy very well, but that's what a lot of people in the video were saying. And then uh, uh, Doc Rivers was, um, I'm not a lip reader, but they were saying, they said, yeah, we're out working on it. So we'll see what happens <laughs> there. But the but the only the only issue that I have with that, is Buddy Heald is the only shooter on this team. Everybody else sucks, right? So if you give him up, you need shooters around Fox and Simmons. Yeah. What do you do in that situation if you're the Kings? Do you ask for Isaiah Joe, uh, who had a relatively good game yesterday, just as a you know cheap version? Do you go out and get a guy like Terrence Ross or Eric Gordon from the Rockets, who, let's be honest. Does Eric want to go there? That would be the thing, though. I think he does, especially if you bring in Ben Simmons. Um, so now you'd have Harrison Barnes, Ben Simmons, Rashawn Holmes, right? Nice. 
uh, nice three guys there in your front court. Then you got Fox, and I think you start Davion at that point. So you start Davion and Fox. Now you shift your bad defense into a really good defense, in my opinion, right? And and you just go in that direction. Yeah. The Rockets are interesting because they have some players that I would really like to see play on good teams, like Christian Woods. uh, So would you you make this deal? Would you make a Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley – Two first-round picks for Eric Gordon and Christian Wood. Buddy Hield and who? Marvin. How does that – oh, it's closer to the timeline for the Rockets? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. And he get picks out of it. Yeah. I could see it. I could see and it. And King's picks are always valuable because you don't know what's – like, it could be high. You <laughs> <laughs> just – you don't know. So and, and the Kings are desperate. Like, the Kings have to make the playoffs now. It's it's all in or nothing type mentality, and Christian Wood, Rashawn Holmes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I don't know Eric personally, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I wanted to shift to what everybody's talking about: uh, LeBron, Isaiah Stewart. I have some thoughts mm-hmm. on it, and. Here are my thoughts right when I saw it right away. First of all, I don't think LeBron meant for his fist to hit Isaiah Stewart's face. Isaiah Stewart had time to retaliate right after it happened. And there is a caveat to that is that maybe when Isaiah Isaiah Stewart saw that there was blood running down his face, he got even more angry. Or maybe some of the Lakers were saying stuff to him. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on all of that. And do you think the suspensions were fair? Suspensions were not fair because in that video, when you slowed it down and you actually had the angles, LeBron clenched his fist. I think LeBron was frustrated that Isaiah is so physical and he was actually being boxed out at the free throw line, which is not very common nowadays. And just overall, especially when you're that close, especially when you're that close to the shooter, it wasn't like under the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Like guys just don't box out period. Right. That's just what the new NBA is. So when someone's boxing the king out and you're just like, what the just 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 from experience of just playing basketball, that's not, you know, something common. So whether or not he's a dirty player, uh, I don't know if you saw that Reddit compilation where some Reddit guy went back and historically he, he, he compiled a bunch of dirty clips from LeBron like. He's been caught before doing some stupid things. So it's not like this is his first time, per se. Um, I think it it was his worst, for sure. And I do think it was intentional, whether, like, it was intentional in the moment. And I think he tried to apologize. That I do think. You, th- you, think, he, think, you think he meant to punch him in the face? Yeah, he wow. did. Um, and I also think that if Stewart wanted to smoke, he had plenty of time to do it before everybody got involved. So he kind of acted kind of tough after, and and it was cool for the memes and stuff, right, with the Stunkle Steve Austin and, you know, running people over. It was pretty funny. But he he had a chance to swing at him if that's what he wanted to do, like within the first five, six seconds before everybody got involved. So, you know, kind of some fake, fake tough guy stuff like Jimmy Butler – Jimbo wanted no smoke with uh, Jokic and his brothers because that would have been ugly for him too. He's just hold me back, wait till everything. You know, I, 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 
I don't like that type of stuff, bro. I mean, if you're going to swing, swing. Yeah, I mean, he had his opportunity, and then he went crazy when he yeah. wasn't around. I guess, like, I would like to hear Isaiah Stewart's thoughts on it because maybe he'll say there's one caveat to it. Once I saw blood, I saw red. Uh, I think that's possible because he did legitimately seem mad. Like, damn, that was a good act if you're acting. <laughs> uh I just feel like we see too much, right, in the NBA where it's homie back. If you want to do something, do it. Uh, Joker went, and he literally went to go, be, you know, push him. Like, he wanted to do it. Um, like, if you want to do it, just just do it, bro. So whether or not he was mad, sure. I, I think he got mad once he saw the blood and he realized that he, he was going to be on social media for being a you-know-what if he didn't at, at least attempt something. So, and I, I just thought it was funny how the OK Cunningham, he, uh, who was it? It was my boy, I think Brandon, who tweeted Kate, out. Kate was, Kate was trying he, his best. Kate was trying his best. Yeah, like Kate was moving his feet well. He was playing good DV. He was pulling them back. He, he was showing his lateral quickness and the strength, uh, holding them back. So that justified the number one pick. So I was like, oh my God, this is the tweet of the year. <laughs> the, Russ, yo, the Russ memes were hilarious. Oh my god, that guy Did you is see- such a he, he he is such a a mistake for that team. Like they had a chance to get Buddy Healed, Buddy Buckets, and they chose the name, right? Like the big bright name. Such a bad fit for that team. Oh my gosh. What what a mistake. Yeah, I think I'm all and, and that ultimately screwed the Kings too, because you know, Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell and the and the pick would have been, you know, very good for the team. Right. I mean, y- y'all yeah, the, king, the, king, the Kings could have been the Wizards of the West. <laughs> like literally like right now, the Kings have no forwards. Right. They have a lot of guards and a lot of centers. They don't have any forwards. They have Harrison Barnes and nobody else like Mo Harkless doesn't count. No disrespect to him. So, man, it's it's tough, man. And both teams could have been a lot better. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the Donatello meme with Russell, hilarious. He, you know, we mentioned Cade doing such a great job sliding his feet, you know, holding off the top. <laughs> That's a great segue for what I wanted to talk about with you because it was just a few games. Cade coming off an injury, just getting assimilated to a regular season in the NBA. Uh, people were throwing around the B word. It's crazy, man. This guy is too good in too many ways. But It's a joke. Yeah. yeah, but what have you made of his early season play? Him and Jalen are averaging around 14 points a game. And I think, I mean, there's been times where they haven't looked outstanding, but they're showing great flashes as well. And they're just good in too many ways to not be great NBA players, in my opinion, you know? So, so this is my post on the Rockets because I've been focusing on three teams this year, the Kings, the Raptors, and Rockets. I'm on my YouTube channel, which is if anybody is listening, or for everybody that's listening, actually, Tune in. Basketball Zone. Um, we cover the whole NBA on our YouTube channel, but specifically those three teams, I just chose those three teams randomly, but you know, there's been a growing audience for both. So I've had my pulse on the Rockets, um, uh, audience. They are very upset with Jalen green. Like I'm part of the Facebook groups and, and all that. So like that gives me a good vibe of where, where they're at. They believe he's been super disappointed, and out of all the top five picks, like he's been the worst. Um, that's not the same feel I get with Kate Cunningham and like the Pistons audience because we understand that he didn't have a preseason, he had no rhythm and timing coming in, 
And if anyone's ever had ankle injuries, uh, you know, it's tough to rebound from something like that. Uh, me speaking from experience, obviously ne I never played pro like yourself, but it's hard to come back from a naggy, you know, high ankle sprain type injury. And yeah. that was always a thing. I was like, well, Cade's not in shape. Um, even in summer league where both the OI met, yeah, he had his moments for sure, but he also struggled statistically from a box score perspective against Jalen and, 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 and in other games, but you saw the talent, you saw the intangibles, they're all there. And lately you've been seeing a better version of Kate because well, he's a very good player. Uh, but in, but in terms of Jalen, and if anyone said the bus label, I mean, stop. That's just ridiculous. That's, that's disrespectful. But with Jalen, I would say 98% of Rockets fans, and this is a real stat, believe that Shangun's been the best rookie on the team. And this isn't really a knock on, on either Shangun or on Green because I'm a big Shangun fan. I, mean, I had Shangun number seven on my big board. Um, that's telling, right? You're like, wow. You would think a, a lot of Rockets fans, you know, would back their their young star and Jalen, but they're very vocal, man. And they've been very disappointed. So I did a whole video of whether or not Jalen has overperformed or underperformed. And the vast majority said he has underperformed. It's it's just it's just crazy to to see that perspective because again, box score wise, they're they're pretty similar, right? Kate and Jalen and and, you know, their, their stats aren't great, but one fan base is upset and the other one is like, he's where he's supposed to be. Yeah, I think those stats will trend upwards as the season goes on, in my opinion. And Cade, like, if I had to guess what's going to happen, Cade's is going to gradually go up in terms of points. Mm -hmm. And he's already a little bit higher with the assistant rebounds than Jalen. And Jalen's just going to show some crazy flashes. Like, he's going to have more 30-point games. He's going to have a 35-point game. He might even have a 40-point game. I mean, this is the same thing. And him and Anthony Edwards aren't the same type players. But there was a lot of skepticism over Anthony Edwards' shot selection. When you have an athletic shot maker, like, like even like Zach Levine falls into this category. Like, you have to learn when to take the shot. So that's something that Jalen's going to have to learn, but he'll get better. But at I think it. the big difference between Jalen and Edwards is defensively, even though I, you know, in theory, Jalen should be a average defender, but he's been such a minus that a lot of Rockets fans are so upset with it. Well, and rookie, then with rookie, rookies usually are never plus defenders their first year or two, you know, like rookie or sophomore yeah. season. It's rare. I mean, like you got guys like Scotty Barnes and obviously Kate and Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley, but that's not normal, you know. And Davion Mitchell. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely not not normal. But I think when you see a guy who's that athletic, who can move his feet laterally, you start a question like, okay, why isn't he trying hard? You know, and then by default, you're gonna blame your head coach and Silas and just like Coaches are always scapegoats to the players' issues, right? And, you know, whether or not that's true, who knows? But a lot of Rockets fans, as they should be, they're exhausted from Silas uh, because he's playing guys like DJ Augustine, you know, Daniel House, and they're not playing their youth as much like the guys they drafted, like uh, Josh, Christ Josh Christopher and um, Garuba. So Daniel House we'll could probably, Daniel House is another guy who could probably help a team. 
But he's been god awful. He's yeah, been he, so bad. It's like the Blake Griffin thing, though. Like he'll play better when he Correct. comes to a good team. Correct. Correct. Like he he's a guy that they, he like he'd help the Kings a lot because just because oh, they course. need wing like wing versatility and he has the size, the athleticism, the defensive capabilities. Whether or not he does it, it's a whole different story. We we've seen him when he's engaged, right? So. I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think the Lakers are going to have a totally different roster by the end of the season. And you could see they Eric have to. You could see Eric Gordon or Daniel House on that team. I agree with that, yeah. So um, other rookies that have been that have impressed you so far. Obviously, Scotty Barnes, me and you were high on him for a long yes, time. Yes, I mean it's and you're tapped a, you're tapped in now with the Toronto Raptors fan base. Yeah, so I Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley are in, are in a league of their own, without question. It's one A, one B type thing. However, you want to exchange those two. Scotty's. I just watched Scotty in person on Friday. Uh, the Rodgers came into town. Uh, he looked like he's finally hitting his rookie wall. A lot of it too is because of how the offenses um, ran, especially now with Siakam coming back. So it's really taking away his his touches per se but even then like he's still the guy that doesn't complain always clapping always smiling finding different ways to get buckets like rebounding a lot more and that was one of his big deficiencies at florida state right or he came off the bench he he can't do this he can't do that and you know this is definitely a i think that was i think that was people that didn't watch him play basketball correct Correct, and that's what they would like put it on. I and mean, now it's a moment where this is why I had him number two on my big board because I believed in his talent. And if you just watch the tape, you could just see it, man. Like it, it like it wasn't rocket science to me. It, and it's not that I'm a better evaluator. It was just that it was just so profound to me. And uh, he's showing it. Like everything I saw, which was great playmaking, great feel, great defense, picking up energy, great teammate. It was all there. And for the people who thought that wouldn't translate where there's more room to operate for a guy like him, that is just crazy to me. Um, and that's what Bobby Webster saw, right? And Masai, I'm so happy they went with uh, Scotty over over Jalen Suggs, who I love, by the way. And he's also struggling right now. And Franz Wagner is looking great. A lot of different dynamics there. But... I think they went to the right organization. Scotty is just a beast, and he's only going to get better. A lot of people didn't think his mid-range shot would translate right away. It's happening. Um, like, the first shot I saw him shoot at Summer League, I was like, he's ready. And, you know, he doesn't like confidence. So, I think he'll continue to get better right now. He's going maybe through uh, – it's a combination of a rookie wall and then Pascal Siakam and some of these other guys – kind of you know disrupting some of the timing that he had created when they had that five game winning streak but i think they'll be fine the raptors are shocked that he is this far along so they have some questions they they have to make something happen because they don't know if siakam og and scotty would fit I believe they fit together. That's just a crazy, crazy-ass tandem, right, to where you're like, oh, my God, defensively, 
they're just monsters. And, and let's keep and let's keep developing offensively. Like that makes sense. Right. But the but the problem is they don't have a starting level center on that team. And Precious Atua has been god awful. Uh Birch is a backup. So one deal that I've thrown around is a Siakam for a Miles Turner which would yeah. make sense for both teams and both teams would be playoff teams if that happened because you put Sabonis and Siakam and then you put, you know, the defensive versatility. Again, I'm not a big fan of Miles Turner, but he makes a lot of sense on this type of team. He fits into Raptors culture, which Raptors culture is great. They have guys like Fee, uh, who's notoriously known as just average, you know, end, end of the bench guy. He's been very good. And I always talk about, Raptors culture. They get a guy like De- Delano Banton, right? Who yes. nobody had. Uh, Can- Canadian. Uh, uh, that's a that's a great yeah, yeah, that's Canadian. A, that's and, a great story. That's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. I, I was right next to him on Friday and I was like, holy effing smokes. This guy is a legit six nine point guard who has all the ability in the world. How did I not know? Like obviously I didn't watch that. Uh I didn't watch a lot Nebraska. of Nebraska games. Yeah. But my God, did he slip out of anyone, like any re- reputable draft evaluator, he won there. But the Raptors had him, and they drafted him in the second round. He has paid dividends, and he's going to pay dividends because he's going to be, at, at worst, a very good rotation player with the upside of a lot more. Like, he's going to be very good, man. And they just, again, they, they get it, bro. Like, that culture is so established, and you just got to love it, man. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, so before we get out of here, I know this is a tough question for you. What are you looking forward to for the rest of the season when it comes to the Sacramento Kings? To the Kings. I just hope they they start winning some ball games because, like last night, we had a late, uh, late stream, you know, live show on YouTube, and it's going to be a lot of those, like, proposing you know fans proposing deals and talking about deals like trying to improve the team those are always the worst like some ridiculous deals right (laughs) yeah because you know when you start to focus on those that shifts you from actually providing the the analysis you know the film the scheme the data uh, analysis because you're trying to help this team get better in theory right As, as as a fan and then that you know like that's our brand promise focusing on scheme film data rather than narratives that's that's shifted because fans are frustrated and, and they don't want to hear that because there isn't many positives to talk about especially in the loss to a depleted sixers team so if that continues it's going to be rough obviously but i'm hoping and you know i'm optimistic and i'm hoping that Justin thompson's right about uh alvin gentry and his offensive genius supposedly i don't see it I haven't seen it. I didn't see it with the Pelicans. It's a lot of the same things. Like, yes, their pace was up, which I guess their pace can get better because they've been pretty bad. I think they're eighth, which a lot of people are like, well, that's not bad. But I'm like, it's bad if you have the Aaron Fox as your point guard. Like, you should be top three all the time when you have a Lamborghini-type point guard. But when the Kings do play in transition, they get better shots. They get cleaner shots. But even yesterday, I was tweeting out, like, how is it that the second-string team are getting quality shots, right? Moving the ball, the Kings are scattering all over defense, and the Kings are a one-shot, high pick and roll, no movement on the weak side, no pin downs, no weak side action. That's all they do. Nothing has changed. So 
that's discouraging on so many levels. So, and we'll and see. We have to give Alvin some time, right? Maybe he could turn things around. But he's had time. He's the offensive coordinator. Like, this, this has been his offense. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like well, honestly, like I, I'd, I'd love to. I just, you know, ask, ask Coach Nick and uh, get back to me. Like, what's going to change? Like, this has been your offense. It's been, like, what changes? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> that, that, that's the problem. <laughs> we have to wait and see. I was like, oh, I, I've seen plenty of this. <laughs> like, I've seen plenty of this. Congrats, by the way, uh, being on his channel. I mean, that's that's awesome, bro. Yeah, Coach Nick is the man. Always a uh, great talk about so Coach Nick. And I saw the support on the uh, YouTube comments, so I appreciate that. You know, that's real, that's real support, bro, because obviously when you tag somebody, it's support as well. But when you see support that you're not even tagged in, like, who knows? I might have not even seen that, so I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, they were going at me in the YouTube comments, some people. I love that, though. <laughs> I, if I was a pro wrestler, I'd be a heel, bro. I would, I, I would enjoy that. I, I would <laughs> You know, <laughs> I I love that, man. Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler of all time. So that ankle lock was crazy, man. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So funny that I have anguish all the time. But yeah, <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I'm trying to hoop with you soon, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm coming off of an, off of an injury, but I'm uh, I'm back hooping and I'm happy to. And when you're in New York, we can get that done. Facts. facts. Or maybe maybe when I'm in sack, you know, sack town, hopefully. Hopefully soon, brother. Hopefully soon. Have you been hooping? Kind of. Um, I ended up directing a show uh, for Amazon Prime. Uh, nice. Congrats. Two weeks Two weeks ago, I was, I was out there in Orange County, uh, which is like the Southern California area, for a week. Um, now it's a, a, like a lot of trying to put the whole vision together because there's some other streaming platforms I could pick up the show. Uh, which is exciting, but I just got to put it all together now and, uh, you know, put the vision together. So we'll see how that happens and start creating content every day, basketball content. Um, so that's taken away a lot from my hoping uh, time and that needs to change because I just got to wake up earlier or go to sleep, I guess, earlier. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, work it, in. if you're streaming all night for the live show, it's, it's, it's kinda, tough. It's, it's tough. tough. It's no excuses, yeah. but it's, it's tough. Um, you just gotta, I just tell people it's, it's not the amount of time you have. It's what you do with that time. 100%. So if you can be super, super productive, uh, be like on point with, with your calendar and with your schedule, which is something that I've learned from like other successful people. You're like, damn, like you're by the minute, a type of calendar, then that could work. Um, but you know, it, it, it takes that want and it just, it just takes that structure and that discipline. So we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get more more working. Cause I mean, that's, that's my passion being on the court. Uh, potentially one day I want to coach. So oh, that's cool. one of those things. So, yeah. you know, I, I just got to get back in shape for my own sake. <laughs> um, I still get buckets though. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know there's always that dude in the gym that's not even in shape but just gets buckets you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of being effective here's a pro tip i don't know if you do it you got to write everything you want to do for that day down man you got to write it down and then get that's it a done great tip it's a great tip leo great stuff you're always welcome back on the show where can we find you on social media on youtube and everywhere um they can find me at basketball zone on youtube basketball zone official 
uh, on Instagram or Cowboy Kingdom uh, on Twitter at Bias Leo. I'm not hard to find. Uh, DM me. DMs are open. I'm always answering questions. Always, you know, love interacting with people. I love what I do, man. I'm blessed. You know, God's good. So we're just trying to grow. We're almost at 10,000 subs on YouTube. Uh, we got to keep that going. Got to keep that going, man. Most definitely. Leo, you're always welcome back on the show. Thanks so much for taking the time and talk soon. Thank you so much, my man. Anytime. There it is. Another episode of Combos Court. Very thankful to everyone who tunes into Combos Court across the globe. Appreciate you. Enjoy family. Enjoy Turkey. And big shouts to Leo for joining in. We appreciate you, Combo Nation. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune in to Combos Court. And be on the lookout for episode 320. Combo out.